What is up, guys? School of Hard Knocks. You got Coach Rod. Coach Max. And we got episode 42 coming at you guys. We got a special guest in the house today, and we, we are uh, we're super pumped, man. We've had some good talk already before we started, so... Yes, the special guest is going to be uh, a good friend of mine. I have been working with this individual for about six years now, and it's been great. You know, um, for those who don't know, I also work at Arosti Rehab Centers, and today we're going to be interviewing uh, Dr. Cynthia Lada. Super cool, man. I wish I had the horn so we can be like... <laughs> so, um, how's it going, Doc? Hello, everybody. It's going great. I am really happy to be able to be here and talk to you guys because School of Hard Knocks, oh my God, you guys are an awesome gym. Awesome. Appreciate it, Doc. one quick thing I want to say that I never say. When I get patients from School of Hard Knocks, there is one test that I do on all patients of low back. Which is that? And it's called a hip lag. And it tests one specific muscle that gives you stability, which we all need in order to do deadlifts and pick up stuff. And School of Hard Knocks, oh my God, 99% are on. The glutes, baby. Yes. yes. <laughs> it is the only gym that is consistent of all the gyms I get here. Wow. With keeping those glutes healthy and working. You activate the glutes. You guys are awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Thank Doc. you so much, Doug. I really appreciate that. Wow, Super man. cool. Yeah, she has told me that before, bro, but yeah. I don't think you've ever heard that before. No, dude. It's the first time, man. Wow. So, Dr. Lada, um, man, it's it's just so cool. Rodney and I have been wanting to get you on here for a while now, and it's going to be cool because today we're going to talk about a lot of different things that people may not know of, and that's going to be uh, fascia, right? Connective tissue, what it does to the body, how it helps the body, and how it can actually mess up the body sometimes, right? So... Um, what we're going to do here, team, is we're going to go just through a flow of some questions here, and uh, Rod's going to kick it off. All right, I'll hit it off. Man, dude, I'm kind of, uh, like, I can't get this small out of my face right now. <laughs> with the... So, team, we're doing good, man. We're doing good, and I guess in regards to that, so in, uh, I mean, you heard it from the legend herself, Dr. Lada, so we're doing that right, man. So that's good to hear, you know what I mean? Um, Dr. Lada, I wanted to ask you, so before we get into the, uh, to the fun stuff, nitty-gritty, the science stuff and things like that. Just give us a little history, a little background on yourself. Well, thank you. Okay, I started chiropractic school by a fluke. That sounds really weird, but I had injured my back. Interestingly enough, it was the low back, and I had a two-year-old at home. And the doctor told me, well, six weeks in bed. And the truth is, if anybody of you guys have two-year-olds, there's no way you can be six weeks in bed with a two-year-old running around. Mm -hmm. So I was looking for a different option that could get me up wobbling, hobbling, catching my two-year-old. And I found chiropractic. So I became a chiropractor. It's been the best decision of my life. Now, I did the, your regular traditional chiropractic for about 
29 years where I moved the bones and people were coming in and I had a successful office in Austin, Texas. And then they start, I started hearing all these whispers about chiropractors that do soft tissue work and get people well in three to four visits. And I knew good and well after 29 years working that that wasn't possible because it takes a while with adjustments. Well, typical me, I'm nosy. So I went, <laughs> checked it out, and realized, you know what? What they have works. And I am all about my patients. So I rather my patients come three to four visits than 18 to 28. And I jumped over into a Rosti, which is hard to do, but I was very lucky that they accepted me and became a not an Arastafarian. And I'll tell you, Arastafarians are really, I would say, elite chiropractors because they only take thirteen people out of a hundred. Wow. So they're That's... really, really picky. <clears throat> and then you have to go to their home, uh, headquarters in San Antonio and you pretty much live there for six weeks, Monday through Friday, where you learn how to do this. And up until then, I am so sorry to say, I have never even really heard of fascia other than it's the covering of muscles, tendons, ligaments, and bones. Well, okay, we've all seen saran wrap, we've all seen plastics on our boxes, they do protect, but what's a big deal? Well, the big deal is that they're finding there's a lot of innervation in there. There's a lot of uh, movement through there, and it causes a lot of pain. And so I got really excited because, yes, with what we do in three to four visits, we can fix. We can correct a lot of the problems. Mm -hmm. And then, because of that, I started getting really aggressive and actually started working out. So after, oh my goodness, 50 years of never working out because I had really bad feet and a bad back, I started working out because I knew that if something happened, the fascia would get fixed. And it has. So I'm still working out. I am that little fly behind a huge herd of elephants <laughs> screaming out, hey guys, look at all the dust we're throwing. <laughs> Absolutely. But I'm working. That's awesome, Doc, man. That story, dude, that is... So how many years were you a regular chiropractor before you started with a Rossi? I was a regular chiropractor for 29 years. 29 I have been years. in a Rastafarian for six. Wow. That's... So the, the transition from osseous adjustments for 29 years into now doing fascial type work, you've seen a tremendous increase in, in the healing of the patients, right? Totally. So you prioritize that method because you found out that it worked. It works. It works. We see it all the time, right, Tom? Yes. It's crazy. Yes, sir. <laughs> it works, and it works for all sorts of problems. Um, I went from being a static doctor that moves bones back into place to a functional doctor that is looking to squats, 
that is looking at deadlifts, that is looking at somebody that comes in and says, Doc, I can't even get on the toilet because I have to hold on to a wall. It hurts so bad. And all of that is my brain starts thinking of fascia. Fascia is that tissue that when it's wrinkled, we've all, if you've all cooked fajitas, you know oh, yeah. that membrane that you take off, that little cuerito, it's kind of beige, not very elastic, that's fascia. We've all seen it. But the thing is, when it gets wrinkled, it gets really strong, it doesn't let go. And all of a sudden, you've got dysfunction. And when you have dysfunction, the muscles around that dysfunction start getting angry. And it can hurt tremendously to the point that you think you need surgery. Yes, yes. Doc, and is it when they say, like, let's say you're doing a deadlift or something, and they say when they, oh, I pulled my back, a lot of people refer straight to the spinal column. Is that usually what it is, or is it a fascial sprain? What is that? What is that pull in the back mostly? That is an awesome question, because one of the things that happens is when people come into me, and sometimes we've had people come in on walkers. They cannot even stand up straight due to the pain. And I turn them around, and I start looking at their abdomen after I've done an, uh, an examination, and they're like, Doc, the pain's in the back. And I'm like, I understand that. But the fascia that's causing the pain in the back starts in the front. There are two huge muscles that any good coach who worth their salt know about, and they're called hip flexors, psoas, iliopsoas muscle. And they actually attach to your spine. So if you think of these muscles like big, heavy ropes, then think of a sailboat where you've got those ropes and you have to tighten them up to be able to get that sail from being just floppy to being really tight and being able to take the wind. But these ropes have tightened so much that they're actually pulling on that sail and they're pulling on that pole and they're pulling on your spine. Now, the spine starts to compress and there goes your pain because it starts pinching all of the nerves that are coming out of that spine. So yes, I get that your pain is in the back. That doesn't mean the problem started back there. Yeah, that's interesting, man. And, and, uh, and I'm a true testament to that as well, too, because I actually, the, my first experience with Rosti was, I would say it's been at least five years or so. Um, I, uh, I was doing a demonstration of a lateral jump just a little la lateral hop. It was a hop. It wasn't even a jump. And when I landed, I mean, it was less than a foot. It was just a demonstration I was doing for the class. I felt like a little, not a pop. Like, I knew it wasn't like a pop. It wasn't like, oh, I pulled my back or anything like that. But it, there, was like a little, there was like a little pinch, you know what I mean? And within 30 seconds after that, I mean, everything just locked up at that point. Uh, but I was also very heavily involved in powerlifting at the time, very static movements, the same thing over and over and over and over again, you know? And as much with whatever soft tissue work I was doing at the time, uh, you, you talked about the psoas and like there's different ways and means and methods on ways to target those 
areas, you know what I mean? But it also has to be very specific as well, too. And I'm glad you mentioned that right now, too, because a lot of people think of the back and they think, oh, it's my yeah, I herniated disc or whatever it was. Right. And even though I knew better at the time, that that was my first thought because my my back locked up, dude. And I literally had to waddle into a Rossi at one time. But uh, they started working on the hip the hip flexors, the adductors and stuff like that. And I was able to walk out <laughs> like within 30 minutes of be, being there. So that quick, you know, I, they didn't mess with my back at all. They didn't try to adjust my back, nothing with the spinal column. Like you said, uh, not even low back or anything like that. Adductors, hip flexors, I was able to walk out. So yeah, that's yeah. neat. That's neat. That's cool. Doc. That's, that's awesome. That's one of the things I love about a Rusty. I am the first one to tell you that when that fascia is wrinkled, it is a painful treatment. Yeah. I am sorry. I wish there was a way that it wasn't, but it is. And because it's beige, you could take all the meds you want, and it's not going to get there because the blood supply doesn't get there. Absolutely. So it is painful, but the results are dramatic. Yeah. So you're saying... Pain pills won't work, Doc? <laughs> I know. How sad is that? But you are right. Pain pills don't work. When you take pain pills, the bloodstream is what delivers that, that medication to your whole body. Okay, Whether it's the liver, whether it's the lungs, whether it's the muscles, whether it's the tendons. Unfortunately, the fascia is white. Next time you guys do fajitas, look at that fascia. It's almost beige. There's almost nothing in there as far as blood supply goes. Which means you can be totally doped up and still have pain. That's not fun. Not fun at all. And we see it often, team, like sometimes our first thought is going to be like, oh, well, like give me ibuprofen, give me something to take the pain away. And although maybe the muscular po component of the pain will kind of decrease, it's actually just a, a, a mask. That's all it is. It's a mask because what's going to happen is that medicine is going to attach to the pain receptor if it is muscular, right? And it's going to take the pain away, quote unquote, right? So then you're going to be like, oh, I'm fixed. So you're going to keep moving and you're probably going to keep moving badly, or in a way that's actually aggravating your back. So when the pain meds wear off, you're in pain again. Why? Because you kept moving the same. You're doing the same thing. You're band-aiding, right? It's a band-aid. But with fascia, you have to actually train the fascia back to be flexible, to be supple, to be able to take load. Because if you don't, then you're back at square one, right, Doc? So exactly. not only do we have to treat the fascia and, and maintain the fascia, we also have to strengthen it. And I think that's why at Hard Knocks and HK, we do a lot of, like, mini bands, and we do a lot of, like, lateral lunge, transverse stuff, uh, hip hinge, all these things that kind of stretch and pull the fascia, right? And what I like is the fact that we're kind of teaching people, they may not understand it right now, but it's, it's being implemented, you know? So hopefully their fascia is doing well, but I think with this, this talk that we're having here, our, our, our team is gonna understand it a lot more. Absolutely. So it's pretty cool, man. So, Doc, another question here is like, how many shoulders do we see? Oh my goodness. <laughs> you know, I would tell you low back is probably my number one injury, but shoulders is my number two injury. 
and it's very interesting how that fascia will totally bundle up that shoulder to where you have a hard time washing your hair or overhead movement just doesn't happen. For women, something as simple as bringing their hand back to scratch their backs, too hard to do. And that fascia can get wrinkled from so many areas. It, to me, the shoulder is like Grand Central Station. You've got north, you've got south, you've got east, you've got west, you've got southwest. All sorts of muscles attached to that shoulder. And when it starts to go, you will start to notice that it's not comfortable. And that's the biggest problem I find is we think it's going to go away. Doc, I thought the pain was going to go away. And they keep going and they keep stretching. That is where your HK coaches come in because you start saying this is not feeling right. They'll start looking. They can modify. But a lot of times we just think the coach is the leader. We don't, we don't want to bother them in the middle of class because it's, it's hurting. And that's where we make the mistake because these guys and gals, they have the knowledge. They have the knowledge to modify it for you so that by the time you come in to see me, that shoulder is not as messed up as to where you can't even move it anymore. We've had people come in holding their arm, holding that shoulder with the other arm because it hurts so much. And they're like, I can't believe I did this. Use your coaches, guys. Use your coaches, girls. It's better to ask a question and get a modification than to have to walk in in so much pain that you can't move that shoulder. Absolutely, Doc. And that's one of the... Uh, it's not an area of frustration for us, but I think it's... Uh, I think we've definitely gotten better at putting the information out and being more accessible to them, you know? So... And of course, there's certain things that are within our scope of practice with what we can do and recommendations that we give and stuff. But I know, I know that's a big push that we're trying to get in the gym, and Max has done a phenomenal job, of course, with a lot of the knowledge that he's gained from you over the years. But I um, like one of the common things we'll hear, like, I haven't seen someone for two or three weeks. Hey, man, I haven't seen you at the gym or her. Oh, yes, yeah, because my knee or my back, back was kind of tired. It was hurt, hurting. Well, my response to them was time I told them, you need to let us know like as soon as it starts, you know what I mean? Because there's little things that maybe we could help you out with, whether it's uh, maybe loosening up the hip flexors or maybe getting on the foam roller for a bit before you start or after you start, whatever it may be at that time, you know what I mean? Exactly. But before progressively, and I feel th this is where I became a huge fan of Rosti, was um, you all encourage movement depending on what it is that's going on and stuff, you know? So when I walk out, the door of a Rossi, it's not just like, hey, go home and bed rest. You know, I mean, it's like, no, move around and stuff. Continue with your homework that we gave you, but move around within the limits, with, within the range of motion, with whatever it may be that you can do. And just like you spoke about as well, too, with blood flow and things like that, um, like, it is needed. You know what I mean? So I feel like there's a lot of other things, scaling options, modifications that we could apply to the program. There's always something else that we could do. No exactly. matter what we have programmed for that day, there's still a stimulus that we could hit. Uh, and we could change it up for them, you know what I mean? But, and we've definitely improved it there at the gym, you know what I mean? It's one of those things where even the coaches throughout our community, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's ways and means on how to help these people out instead of having to miss two or three week, weeks of the gym. Exactly. You know? And then that impacting their fitness more than it needs, you know, so. Mm -hmm. 
Well, and the less you move, the stiffer you get. So one of the things, even if it's going there and they're doing a run, a 200-meter run, you know, you could walk it or you can get on the bicycle or something as simple as getting on the floor and doing some uh, bridges. You know, there's always really good modified exercises that can help you and you get the benefit of moving that whole body yeah. instead of just getting stuck. Absolutely. Doc, I was going to ask you, so we, we have a lot of, uh, we have a lot of 40 plus, we have a lot of 50 plus in our facility now. Uh, I have my mom and my dad, they're 65 years old now. And uh, one of my main, I mean, I'm super proud of them when they go, you know what I mean? But one of my main concerns with them is I want them to stay functional as long as they can. Like that's number one, stay as safe, safe as they can, you know what I mean? Because if there's anything that we do, to potentially injure them or harm them in any way that takes them out of the gym, out of that capability of improving their fitness and their functionality over time, you know. So um, one of the biggest things for me is 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 getting them in, but some of them that have joined the facility, they've never exercised in their life. Right, that's where and, I was. And they've never really moved through these ranges of motions that we're trying to get them through. And we do an excellent job, you know, modifying things and limiting things for them at that point, but sometimes they want to go in and they want to get right to the point, you know what I mean? Like they want to be doing full range of motion, air squats, they want to be hinging like everyone else in the class. Um, what advice would you give those 40, 50, 60 plus year olds first day in the gym, second day in the gym maybe? You know, and that's a really good question because I see a lot of that. Yeah. And one of the things that happens is, yes, you know, we live our lives, I'm 66, and um, a lot of us are really focused on our job and trying to get the kids through school and who has time to exercise. But our minds don't realize that. So when you go back into the gym, your mind says, well, you know, when I was 18, I was doing track and hurdles and I can do this. And they get on their treadmill or they go out and run the 200 meters and your body is not where your mind is and that's the hardest thing to understand mm -hmm. slow and steady gets you there mm -hmm. you know I've had people come in and say oh, you know I want to be like Max is oh my god yeah, I mean he can touch the floor he can do this he can do that well you know you can but you've got to do it for 30 years mm -hmm. You can't do it from yesterday to today. And that's the biggest thing. We have to stop comparing people, and we have to stop comparing ourselves to our younger selves because we're usually not in the same place in life. And even if you're fit, one day you might be dehydrated. Another day you might not have enough nutrition in your body for the amount of work you're doing. There's so many variables that we have to keep in mind, and there is a science to exercising. Slow and steady, drink lots of water while you're there, and when in doubt, ask. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Beautiful. Love so it. no pain and gain? What about pain and gain? Yeah. <laughs> no pain, no gain. <laughs> we heard that probably, what was it, 60s and 70s, no oh, pain, man. no gain? It was there for a long time, and what we find is 
let's define pain and gain because you can work out and if you haven't worked out the next day your muscles are going to be sore you might have developed some lactic acid totally normal when you're working out soreness is not bad but you need to start stretching and moving so that you can pump that lactic acid out of those muscles and see how you feel so I don't worry too much about the second day after you've worked out that you hadn't worked out in a long time. The third day you should have even less to none pain. But pain that lingers, we have passed the threshold of what that muscle could do and we need to help that muscle get better. That's when you start talking to your coaches and saying, okay, what's going on with my hamstring or what's going on with my hip? because this has been four days and I'm still limping. Mm -hmm. And they are really good, again, at modifying, figuring out what needs to be done, what needs to be stretched, what needs to be strengthened, and when it's time to see a professional because this is beyond their scope. Mm -hmm. That was really good. So what we're basically saying is if you're walking into the gym with pain, like pain, not soreness, you probably shouldn't be there <laughs> because of the fact that you're not going to get anything good out of that workout. Exactly. I mean, yes, maybe you can modify, but most of the time, like 90% of the time, that person is not going to take your modification. No. They're going to do the push press. They're going to do the squat. Why? Because everyone else is doing it. I don't want to look different. Exactly. So they'll take the pain. So you're telling me that, okay, you're going to come into the gym with pain, you're going to work out and you're going to leave the gym with more pain. Exactly. And then I'm not going to see you for three or four days because of this one session. Exactly. When you could have just told me in the beginning, I could modify you to keep the stimulus and then I can see you tomorrow. Exactly. Like, I'm, I had to go through that to understand it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember you going <laughs> through that because you know six saying? years ago, you would go to a CrossFit cut, uh, Competition. What is it? Competition. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he would come back wrecked. Wrecked. <laughs> Literally. Wrecked. Yeah. You know, we were working on him. He was having to do rehab. The, the good thing is he really understands rehab, not because he read it in a book, but because he experienced it in his own body. Yeah. So now, for him, it's organic, which is why Max is so passionate about what he does. But, you know, now... He knows where there are those weak links, and we all have them in our bodies, Absolutely. you know. And he will go to a competition, stretch before the competition, activate those muscles before the competition, do the competition, <laughs> stretch after the competition, reactivate the muscles, and it has been a good three years that he has not been on my table <laughs> because he knows how to rehab the body. That is one of the most important things we need to do. And it is part of exercising that nobody understands in the United States. They all think that rehab is just for wimpy people. And if you want to be elite, you've got to rehab your body, you've got to stretch, you've got to strengthen, you've got to know where your weaknesses are in order to be able to conquer them. Yeah.
I agree, and I agree, and that's what goes on behind the scenes with all these LeBron Jameses, uh, Kobe Bryant, R.I.P., like, all these guys that were great, they didn't, I mean, yeah, they may have had, like, some destiny to be great, but they had to put hard work in, they had to go through things and learn from those things in order to get better at those things, right, so it's like, if we're always pushing our body to high intensity, maximum effort, there's going to be that point where you break down. Like I'm telling you right now, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. So what Doc is saying is like, hey, if you perform a little bit of body maintenance, stretch here, activate some muscles there, like you're going to have a better chance at performing whatever it is that you are performing uh, safely, right? And you're creating more durability in your body, which is the most important thing. If you're more durable, you're going to be better in your environment, right? So, man, that was just a great little explanation. Now, Doc, now, what, what is a foam roller and what does it do? <laughs> I love that question. You know, everybody looks at foam rollers like, what in the world it is that? It is a exactly that, a dense uh, cylindrical thing that you use to foam, to foam roll your quads, your glutes, parts of your body that when you use a lot will get, the fascia will get tangled trying to help you lift or push or run or whatever. And just like anything else, you wake up in the morning, you might have bedhead, okay? But if you didn't brush your hair that day, the next morning, you've got more bedhead and you've got bigger knots. The same thing happens to our muscles. They have exercise bedhead where that fascia has tangled a little bit. So you use the foam roller and use it for your legs, for your uh, glutes, for your back, for your shoulders, for your arms, and you untangle that and it is ready to work the next day. But if we don't, we compound bedhead day after bedhead day after bedhead day, and then all of a sudden we realize, oh, I've lost range of motion. Mm -hmm. I can't do this the whole way, and when I try, it hurts. Mm -hmm. Foam rolling is like brushing for your hair. It's like brushing your teeth. We don't want to get cavities, but if we don't brush at least twice a day, I can promise you our dentists will make a ton of money out of us. That's <laughs> yeah. true. You know what, Doc? And, and foam rolling's been, been around for a few years, dude. I mean, you, you could go to TJ Maxx and Ross, and you could pick one up <laughs> Quick. on H-E-B, sale there. You know, I mean, <laughs> you've never been on one before. I mean, there's different levels, too. And it's progressive as well, too, just like you talk about working with the fascia and stuff like that. You know, I mean, it's progressive. You could increase the intensity of it, you know, and... Um, there's been a lot of debate, you know, I'm sure you've seen it, I mean, on social media and stuff like that with that there's a parasympathetic response when you foam roll, when you sit down, and I'm like, look, if it makes me feel good after I foam roll, then I'm going to do it. Exactly. And every, especially my PT clients that I work one-on-one with, before we even get into any type of move, movement, we spend about 10, 20 minutes on the foam roller teaching them how. That way, every time they come in, I tell them, this is routine. This you do not skip. The things that I take care of on the floor, movement-wise, progressions, exercises, stuff like that, yes. But you need to become very efficient on your own because when you walk in the door, I'm going to expect you to do these things on your own. 
Mm-hmm. And that's the first thing that I go over with my PT clients whenever they start. I told them we're going to get the hamstrings, we're going to get the quads, the adductors, we're going to get the glutes, the low back, the upper back, the lats, pecs and stuff like that. We need to rule the crossbow, but it's it's a must. It it's, is. It's a must, you know. I mean, I and uh, one of my goals for this year, dude, is to get like a full-blown class foam roller set. I don't know where we're going to put them <laughs> or what, but we are going to do it, though, you know. And we have a few, you know I mean, and, and I could see... I could I could see the progression over time already because we go see people grab them from the wall, mm-hmm. the foam roll before class starts and things like awesome. that. And it does not take that long, you know. I mean, it doesn't take take that long to do. And the more consistently we become, or the more consistent we make that habit, do the better they're gonna feel, man. You know, I mean, just over time, dude, because it it, exactly. it 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 is about longevity in this too. You know, I mean, and we talk about the school of hard knocks and HK and stuff like that. You know. Like I, me and Coach Max talk about this all all the time. Like this isn't like the way that we move. Like we want to be doing this stuff when we're sixty, seventy years old. You know what I mean? And um, because it's fun, dude. It's it's fun. It maintains functionality and stuff like that. You know. So one of our big things is we try to push these things on the members that we have within the doors of the facility. You know, and you all do an awesome job with the outreach, going to other facilities and stuff like that. So. Like, I just want people to know, and I'm glad we're having this talk, you know, with Dr. Lada, because they're hearing from the legend herself, you know, I mean, that it needs to be done. Exactly. You know what I mean, it needs to, so. I'll tell you, the first time I ever foam rolled, and I am so sorry, you all, um, I'm very, this was so shameful, but it happened. I was foam rolling my quads, and I was in so much pain that I had to go to the restroom and throw up. Oh, shit. It was yeah. so bad. Yeah. I have never been an athlete. Okay? Remember, I told you guys, I started uh, exercising older. I broke my feet when I was eight years old, and that was the last of my athletic abilities. So, yes, that first time that I foam rolled, I ended up in the restroom throwing up. Wow. And my Arosti teacher walked in behind me, and she said, Dr. L., Tomorrow at 7 o'clock, I want you here at the, at the office. And I said, we don't start until 8. She goes, I know. You're coming in at 7. I would stay an hour before and an hour after. And we would foam roll, and then she would let me go to the restroom. And mm-hmm. by the third day, guys, I was able to foam roll, and it wasn't hurting as much. Yeah. By the fifth day, I was foam rolling my IT band like it was nothing and was having so much fun because you just have to balance yourself to get all of that done. And she said, you know, you were so bad that you would have never foam rolled if I didn't ask you to come in here. And she was right. She was right. It, It hurts, but it doesn't take long to correct. And then it gets fun. I feel like a kid, you know, rolling around on this cylindrical thing. Right. It's fun. <laughs> That's super cool. It is fun, man. Was that it's Dr. Carey? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> she would make you do that. That's cool. Now, that, that also was a heavy increase in discipline, right? Because, like, a foam roller is easy to use, but it's easy not to use. Exactly. Right? And you can say, oh, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow. Well, guess what? That every tomorrow that you say is increasing the bed head, yeah. right? Tangles are just getting worse and worse and worse. So by the time you hit it, by the end of the week, it hurts, right? 
Now, Doc had to develop that discipline over time because you didn't have it, Doc. You no. mentioned it right now. You know Not what I'm saying? So body maintenance is discipline for yourself. Absolutely. And no one else is in charge of your body team. Like, I know, like, we, like, Kairos and, like, people help you, like, get massage, like, shout out Christina, like, all these people can help you with your body. I can help you rehab. Rod can help you get stronger. But in the end, it's up to you to put in the work. Yeah. And you're the one that lives in that body. 24, 7, 365. Yeah. Yeah, you know exactly. what I'm saying? So we're encouraging you all to just open up the perspective just a tad and, and see what this, this foam roll thing can do for you and your body, right? You got knee pain. You got back pain. You got things that bothering you. You hop up on this roller. Maybe things will start to change for you. You know what I mean? And all our coaches at HK are pretty knowledgeable in how to use that thing. So, team, start asking. I'm going to have a Get Stretchy class this Saturday as well. So, I'll be there showing people how to do these things. So, don't forget about the roller. Now, one <laughs> other thing. One other thing. People say, I don't have 45 minutes. Well, you know what, guys? Neither do I. I wouldn't do 45 minutes on that foam roller. I only had to do it because the doctor was on top of me, okay? <laughs> but I am a cheater. I have my foam roller next to my television. And every time there is a commercial, I foam roll something. So while the commercial's going, I can do my calves. While the commercial's going, I can do my uh, hamstrings. And then I'm back up watching my movie having my popcorn. Yes, indeed, I just blew my cover. <laughs> okay, and here comes another commercial, and I'm down there doing my quads or my glutes or my back. You know, you can do it easy. It doesn't take 45 minutes to do. That's why they invented TVs, right? <laughs> hey, man, that's a great way to get it in, dude. For sure, and I've caught myself doing that. I'm sure... There's a lot of listeners that are probably going to be like, oh, yeah, man, you know what I mean, during this show or whatever it may be. Yeah, but there's definitely time for it, you know, and that's one thing that, that, that you're right, it doesn't take 45 minutes to do, you know what I mean? And, and the, the majority of the members that go to the gym, like they, like, like, they catch on over time, you know what I mean? Like, they know, like, all right, we threw in this specific warm-up with activation of the bands if we do squats and deadlifts. So you'll see them doing that stuff on their own already. Like, if yeah. they see squats on the board... You see them with the bands already doing their thing and stuff, you know what I mean? So that's kind of the, like, that's the environment that we want want there, you know? And, I mean, everything else that we learn here, I mean, there's even things that I've learned from here where one of my PT clients or the members is like, hey, this is feeling kind of weird. Well, let's try this out, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, it might not be the exact same thing, but it has helped in the past, you know what exactly. I mean? So, um, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna kind to of, kind of talk on behalf of uh, how y'all have helped me out because you've helped me out tons and I know we did one episode with Coach Leah and Anna at the time mm -hmm. and it helped them tremendously as well too and they were in some pretty bad pain as well too you know like I was already getting to the point where uh, my elbows had ached for so long you know uh, for the past year year and a half you know? and I love doing cleans and I love snatch and I love doing heavy pulls and presses and stuff like that and that's just me that's my style it's what I love and I want but I also want to do it for a long time you and know pain free and pain free and my elbows have been 100% since the last time that I was here yes. 100% dude <laughs> like it was to the point Max where I had to like do a little bit of bison tries 
before I would start to snatch a clean jerk just to get the elbows warmed up. And I was like, dude, I'm 36 years old. Like, that shouldn't be happening now. Exactly. And I'm, and I'm a lot smarter than that, too, you know. And, and I have the resources as well, too, as with you all, you know. So um, it works. It works 100%. And a lot of it comes down to, just like you said, the discipline. Because body maintenance is that, you know. Um, if, we, yeah. if we ask you to do something, it's not just because we're making it up. It's not. I mean, these are things that we learn along the way and that are that have worked and I think you probably said it best Max too and you Dr. Lauder was um, you all have been through it as I have as well too we've been through the injuries we've been through the aches and the pains you know and uh, it works you know I mean and we fixed it you know so that's cool that's cool man. that's awesome and it just goes back to like you know like when you're younger and your parents are giving you advice because they've already been through it like hey Miko don't do this because of this you know and it's kind of like, we've been through some of those things, like the, the back pain, the knee pain, the foot pain, and we're able to get out of it. So it's like, oh, look, like, it's very possible to get out of these things. But sometimes we just don't know. And it's not your fault that you don't know. I don't know things about finance. You might know. I don't know things about, I don't know, uh, accounting. You might be a whiz at it. And you can teach me something, right? So all we're doing is we're just trying to teach you a little bit of what we know so you can just implement that into your life because, again, longevity is is the goal. And if we can keep moving the way that we move pain-free, man, we're going to have a really good life. And we can say yes to a lot more things. We don't have to say, oh, man, I can't, my back. Like, who wants to say that? Who wants to be like, oh, I can't go up these stairs at this cool Watape rock in Guatemala, and, uh, so, you know, and like because of my knee. You know, like I want to be 60, 66 like Dr. Lara and say, oh, yeah, hey, let's go. You know what I'm saying? And body maintenance is the way. I totally agree. Man, you know, this was, uh, this was super cool. I feel like uh, we hit a lot of, a lot of key points. Um, but I do have just, you know, one more question, Doc. Um, how much do you enjoy doing what you do? Whoa, that is a double-edged question. <laughs> Because I'll tell you, there's people that tell me, you like pain. No, I don't like pain. And I don't like inflicting pain. But I do like getting people out of pain. And that's one of the reasons I switched from being a chiropractor, a traditional chiropractor, to a neurostafarian. Because 28 visits or 4 visits is a huge change. If I can get you guys well faster... It's better for you guys, and like I, I've been told this by other friends, not for your pocketbook. I'm not here for my pocketbook. I am here to get you guys healthy. So it's a double-edged sword. I do inflict pain, but then the results are phenomenal, and you guys deserve phenomenal, which is what I want to see when you're all at HK. <laughs> wow, Doc, that's great. Yeah, the... The infliction of pain, dude, it's those thumbs are <laughs> a little rough at times, but it's nothing worse than a lacrosse ball and things like that. Dude. So just like I said, you go through that a bit, and the end result is always going to be great, man. It's always going to be good. Mm-hmm. Doc, where do you, how much longer do you see yourself doing this? That's a really good question because yeah. I do a lot of rehab, beca- and Max knows this. My goal is I want to keep working until I'm 70. 
full time. It's amazing. <laughs> so I have to rehab my thumbs and my hands and my arms and my shoulders and the rest of my body so that I can keep going as strong as Max and I go. And sometimes we are, you know, full to the hilts, and we start at 8 in the morning, and we're done at 6.30, quarter to 7 at night. Yeah. So we, we pull in long days. But one of the, that's my living purpose is to get you guys out of pain. So if God is willing, and I have the stamina and the discipline to keep doing what I'm doing, 70. 70 years old, Doc. And I didn't... And this is this is hundred percent true. I didn't know you were sixty six years old. You look great. You're extremely strong, uh, and just like you have this posture that that doesn't resemble a sixty six year old or your average sixty six year old. You know, when I walked in the door, she had like a couple of things in one arm like this, and then she was trying to open the door. <laughs> but like, like you look very strong, Doc. Thank and you. the times you've worked and the people that I know that you've worked on and stuff like they're like, yeah, man, it was like hurt so bad, but it hurt good though, you know, so that's awesome. That's great. <laughs> yes, yes. One of my coaches uh, calls me Iron Thumbs. Iron Thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they are. Thumb push-ups every day, dude. Thumb push-ups. <laughs> so, Doc, um, we have scheduled at HK some injury assessments. And that's going to be taking place, team, next Friday at around 4.30 to about 5.30, maybe 6, depends on Doc's schedule. But we're going to be there in the afternoon. Now, Doc, what is an injury assessment? How can they schedule one? What's up with it? I love this question because I do love injury assessments. And, you know, like Max says, we go over there and we're open. One of the things that I do is we can assess you in 15 to 20 minutes, see how you're moving, see what's not working, and let you know. Sometimes people come in, we look at them, and I'm like, you know what, you're just tight here and here, or you just need to strengthen this and this. You don't need to come see me. But you've got the answer to why is this not working, you know? So... 15 to 20 minutes, you guys tell me what's bothering you. One body part for 15 to 20 minutes, I can't do. <laughs> Not hit to toe. Knee, hip, neck, all of that. Fix me, Doc. Fix me all, please. Yeah. But, you know, again, I will do a simple exam. I will let you know what I'm looking at, why I'm looking at it that way. And we can figure out if you need you know, foam rolling, or if you need a lacrosse ball, or if you need coaches to show you how to strengthen your glute needs, whatever it is that you need, or if you actually are beyond that point, and all of us do get beyond that point. Part of what we do with our gym is we're constantly hitting the limit and pushing just a tad over it to grow our muscles, to grow our, our body stronger. And sometimes instead of going a tad, we go a mile. Mm -hmm. That's when you come in, see me, get it corrected, and then we go back to TADS. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Like and that. it would be, you know, it's it's in the name team, injury assessment, right? So we don't want to come up here with a little tightness in the calf because we know that a stretch can take care of that. We're, these are things that are bothering you. Hey, I have this thing in my shoulder that doesn't let me press. Hey, every time I bend down, I feel this thing in my butt. You know what I mean? Like Exactly. So it's like... If you're dealing with that, 
injury assessment is going to be definitely for you. So what we're going to do, team, is um, we're going to throw this podcast out for sure, but we're going to have a link. Um, I'm going to have the link. I'm going to do like a little Facebook blurb. I'll send it over to Rod. We'll put it on the uh, Facebook page, and you guys can click that link and register a 15-minute slot. Um, and it's going to be for Friday the 22nd, team. So if you're going to be at the gym in the afternoon or maybe you didn't uh, – Maybe you went to the gym in the morning, but you want to get an injury assessment, like, come on by. Like, we'll have some slots open, and then Doc and I will just do what we can for you. Doc will tell me what's wrong. I'll show you a little stretch or two, and that way we can uh, get you going and, and, and hopefully start feeling better. If you need a visit, then we can take care of that when we need to. As well. So yes. I think it's going to be really cool, man. I'm excited for this. Um, we haven't done an injury assessment at HK in a while, so it's going to be yeah. super cool, team. So um, I'm excited to have this for y'all. Yeah. Well, Dr. Lada, thank you so much for taking time. I know you all are extremely busy throughout the week, throughout the day, and when me and Max first talked about it. I mean, certain guests that we've spoken about, you know, and uh, I'm not sure if it was you or me that brought it up. I'm not sure. I don't remember, but... But it was definitely one that we absolutely need, you know, because we want to push the maintenance of the body more, uh, getting the soft tissue work done and stuff like that. And they're hearing it from someone who lives and breathes it, who's been doing it for a lot of years at this point, you know. Uh, and that's as passionate as you are, you know. I mean, you can hear it in your voice. You can see the smile on your face right now, you know. <laughs> it's genuine, guys, and it works 100%. Um, <clears throat> I mean, you helped out my mom as well, too. Yep. And she shows it off, and she She's has awesome. you all in the clouds. You know I mean? She absolutely loves y'all, as everyone else in the facility does, too, in around town. Appreciate you know? it, So, Dr. Lada, thank you so much again. We love you very much. and uh, Thank you we'll for having you soon. me. Absolutely. Yes, ma'am.